You are tuned in to Key Radio on K-Wink 97.7 FM, Reno, Nevada. This is your girl, DJ Two Keys. This is a little special segment I got with my homegirl, my soul sister. I had to get one of my fondest high school friends on K-Wink to catch up with her and properly introduce her artwork to the world. Because, y'all, she made me my radio show art. And, yeah, I'm pretty much in the process of making magnets and cool things and all that. Crystal Rama, a.k.a. Kramer is a self-taught artist who has been painting and traveling for some years now. Thank you for taking your time out to FaceTime me. Like, she didn't, she didn't want to get a phone call. She wanted to FaceTime me, see me. Um, and thank you for taking your time and, and making that portrait for me because you didn't have to do that. And you, you gave me the homie discount. I ain't going to tell <laughs> how much I paid, but thank you so much, yo. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm great. You look thank good, you girl. Me. 27 oh, look good you. on you. Oh, 27 look bomb on you too, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Living My f- it up. <laughs> we trying to be positive in these crazy times. Yep. This is what we have to hold on to, you yep. know? Yep, my so fellow. I'm blessed. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm so happy to have you on my show. Man, you made this dope portrait. How big is the canvas that you gave me? That canvas is probably 40 by 30 inches. Okay, 40 it's by 30. It's a nice size. It is. It's a really nice size. It's so and I, dope. I like your vision on it, and I like that I got to do something of you and, like, portray you. Yeah, yeah. Because all art is is just what I'm seeing. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really what it was really seen because we all have eyes. It's just my view. Yep. And you're always vibrant. I don't know if you like publicly displayed it, but <laughs> you just got that vibrant <laughs> personality, collective, all this crazy stuff going on. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have fun doing that. That was dope. Nice. I could tell. <laughs> I could I could see the love that you put into it. It just it just comes on out. Everybody that I show the portrait, they love it, too. So. You did your thing Have on that. Have you noticed that it looks like different when you step back and then when you get real close up on it, it kind of has its layers. Like The colors. No, yeah, the colors. To me, they kind of change a little bit when I stand far Ooh. or closer up, like my skin tone and just like, yeah, it, it's dope. Yeah. I like the what, I didn't do that on purpose. What made you put the I, monocle? What made you put the monocle on there? Man, I was just like freehand. That yeah. was just how I was feeling. I just vibe with it. Word. And it was just, it just fit you. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to oh, she don't got glasses, but it just like, I don't know. It just, hey. it just came, bro. That's so dope, man. <laughs> Is that how you kind of go off of every, not everything, but when you are doing your artwork, you just go with the vibe? You just kind of, or do you kind of have an idea and you just go off that idea? Or is it a mixture of um, both? <laughs> it's a mixture of both. Yeah. It's definitely because I don't know, we're both Gemini's, yeah. so we have both sides to us where we could be very like extreme on both ends. Yeah, and I found myself being so um, boxed in and conformed by planning my artwork and and just having it to be perfect and coloring in the line. Mm-hmm. But I also work a day job and I have a real life, so when I have to come home and express myself, it's not fun to color in the line. Right, and I just. I just kind of want to break out. And yeah. with your painting, that was in a phase. Because we've been quarantined. I'm in South Korea. We've been quarantined since January. See? I was going to bring so that I'm up. I'm just kind of in a, in a creative outbreak. Like, just throwing paint at the canvas at this point. Just because I need to express myself. And I think it's just any, like, other artists that seeing. Sometimes they want to go soft. And sometimes they just want to, like, get loud with the drums. Yeah. You know? So I just have my different moments. Dude, I feel it. I like how it really shows too. Like when you added the notes on there, it just was like. (laughs) No, your your painting has no conformity. It's just everywhere. It almost looks like you remember when people would get the edits back in the day. Like, oh, can you edit my photo? Oh yeah. (laughs) And I think you were like queen of that though. Like the edit photos on my page. Oh yeah, I was I was loving I, that MySpace. Was like, yo, team, like the edits with the music, with the with the with words. The yeah, with the words. <laughs> Bro, I think before I met you, I saw you on no MySpace. Way. And I, just I was, was just about to say, how did you know me on MySpace? Like we didn't even know each other during them days. <laughs> we didn't even know each other. I don't even think I 
out of my space. I was kind of late to the technology thing, but <laughs> I, doing that painting, it really was like taking me back. Like, this is so kiki. Like, just mm. with everything happening, that's how I first remember you. So man, it's just kind of. That is so <laughs> dope, man. You really make me feel like a celebrity or something. <laughs> I'm just a regular girl, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> My fellow Gemini sister made a huge move from Las Vegas to South Korea. Um, there is so much I want to know as far as how the country is handling the pandemic and at the same time how people are acting during this current civil rights movement we got um, that America pretty much re-sparked across the world. So, um, but yeah, I just want to let people know you always seemed real creative to me when we were in high school together, but I just think your athletic capabilities was what you were always known for, I guess me too in a way. Um, but what made you seriously want to start producing art? Okay, so it's kind of funny that you said you too, because really we all started off playing sports. Right. And not stereotypically, but, you know, we're all African-American. Mm -hmm. We all kind of know each other from, oh, yeah, he used to play ball with my brother. He used right. To you know, it's all kind of like we start off as kids and playing on the playground. Mm -hmm. And athletically, we kind of just, take it further sometimes yep. than the other kids, whether that be varsity or, or running track. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like, that's what it is. Yeah. And I was blessed enough to take it all the way to college. Mm -hmm. But athleticism was just bridging the gap. I just feel like it was just like, I, I really want to thank athleticism for even getting me to college. Mm -hmm. And I even hate that I have to say that, but it's true. Like, I wouldn't have had no desire to be highly educated if it wasn't for that that door opening through athleticism. Wow. But once I, once I felt like it was just a means, it was just a way, and then I'm like, what do I really like? And then when I would travel on the track team, people always used to see me sketches. You remember me yeah. in class? I was like, your binder always looked dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was just one of those things, like, don't, don't just think it's normal. Just just put into it. And once I start putting into it, I wanted to get into shirts and I wanted to get into mm -hmm. fashion. And then mm -hmm. I went into sign making. I went into logo making. Hmm. And then I was just like, well, what do you like? And I really enjoy painting. Hmm. And I was just like, well, nobody paints anymore after technology. <laughs> like, <laughs> who has time to paint, you know? Mm -hmm. But after just painting, I really love it. Yeah. And I was just like... This is it. This is it. And I create every day. I, I paint every day, faithfully. Dude, that's Draw what's up. I'm going to get yeah. on that same wave. All my tattoos I drew. Um, You know I like art. I like all forms of art. Yeah. But recently yeah. I went to the dollar store. I picked up me some paint, too. I'm like, man, because I painted my... um. Um, protest sign with with some of my homegirls, oh, some of my coworkers. I made a, a no. black power sign, all black, and then I um, outlined it with green and red. And um, but I was just like, just doing that. I just felt so calm. I felt really good. And so I bought yeah. me some paint so I can. Um, I need to get some canvases though. I ain't got no paper to to paint on, <laughs> but I got some paint and some brushes for sure. <laughs> Somebody that can was. match me. <laughs> Somebody can match me some uh, paper. We can get it popping. <laughs> right. Let's do it. If I ever, like, let's just, I feel like painting is almost like, I have a guitar, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be Jimi Hendrix of the world, but <laughs> if I want to sell my guitar, why can't I? No, After yeah. a long day, yes. with some coffee, with some tea, Preach. with some funk, why not? Preach. Like, I feel like it doesn't belong to anyone. Right. I sing in the shower. Mm -hmm. Singing don't belong to anyone. It's not Beyonce's. <laughs> I sing preach <laughs> like, because people always people yes people always trying to say something yeah like oh you think you Picasso that like excuse me we're trying to live my best life <laughs> oh my gosh so you pretty much so after you um were done with college that's when you wanted to pursue that's when you started or began to produce art more seriously yeah I mean I was like sprouting there and I really didn't know I like creating with my hands yep I love it I love the feeling of making something but the passion of painting didn't really hit till a couple years after college and then working on some um projects and I went through this phase I'm just like I'm good at this <laughs> I like this and, and it just and it's like when you think about life and sometimes I lock myself in the painting studio and I do like 10 hours I'm just like, I'm spending a lot of time painting. 
But then I had to think, like, if I was going to spend my life doing something else, would I just want to sit and watch TV? What You want to spend life doing what you love, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, mm-hmm. why not? So once I really got into, like, why not? Like, I love it. So and I, I, I have no limits with it. I'm going to keep going. So, so lit. So lit. <laughs> oh, man. So pretty much what inspired you to move to South Korea? Oh, that. Look, let me tell you. I wanted, I've been inspired to live across the world since I was a kid I used to love Denise Huxtable right oh like, yeah 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 she <laughs> was about so as a little kid I, I was like that's me like that's me <laughs> my mom was just she knew I was gonna be that child like, <laughs> in the world so she was already ready and, um, <laughs> I was ready but my first love was like Spain because I wanted to um speak Spanish for me mm-hmm. and then I, I tried to get into Colombia because I wanted to go to South America. I start loving the food. I start really researching <laughs> that country. Word. But it didn't work out for me. And I was just like, you know what? It's cool. Like, the time's going to come. I, I threw it up. What year was and this? Was like, you remember? Oh, this was like 2014, 15. I was really graduating college, mm-hmm. not knowing what I was going to do. And I was like, I'm going to travel. <laughs> and it didn't work out, but I still, I continued to travel the state. And I loved it. And then I was sitting on, like, literally, I was in a, I was in my bed. I was sitting on, just doing my thing on the laptop, and I had an email. And this lady was like, would you like to come to China? We have jobs available, and you sit. And I was like, China? <laughs> like, nah, nah, like, I, I want to go to China, but I don't want to live in China. Mm. And I was just like, well, do you have Japan? Because I, I studied Japanese in high school. I've always wanted to go to Japan. Oh. And, uh, you know, you studied German. You, yeah, you, we dude. We, our languages. high school was lit. <laughs> our high school had the most right. exotic languages. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not even go open the high school again. That's what we go back. But um, then she was just like, you know what? No, but if you really desire to go to Tokyo, I recommend Seoul. Because Seoul is like a hidden gem of the world. Not a lot of people know it's lit. It's, it's a lot happening in Seoul. And you get paid. I recommend Seoul. Mm-hmm. So I did some research. And, and then, like, you you have to have this thing where you you talk about something. And then as you go about your day, someone brings it up randomly. Yeah, that's or how you like, kind of know. Or you see, or you hear about a car for the first time, and you're like, I don't know about that car. Then you step out, and you start seeing this car yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it happens with a lot of different that's, things. That's right. Like, that's kind of how it happened. And, and then she was just like, so, and I'm like, okay, so, and then I met this artist in Beverly Hills, and he's like, oh, I don't sell my artwork. I sell it in Seoul. I sell it in Abu Dhabi. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, Seoul is like one of the best places for artists right now. <laughs> and I was like, so, wait, so. wait. I, I, I emailed her back. Sure, we did the interview. I did. I did my passport. Um, I already had my passport, but I had to ship it. I was in Korea in three weeks after that email. Damn! It was like boom, that, that, boom. I didn't give myself a lot of time to think about it. I didn't give myself a lot of time to think about tying loose ends. That's how we are, though. Gemini's. We kind of just act spontaneous about a lot of stuff. Uh-oh. I think that's why people either get close or stay away from us. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's she going? They moving too fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't really, I was just like, you know what? Once in a lifetime, do it. And I came here and it changed my life, man. It, it changed my whole, you gotta, you, you gotta take opportunities. Word. Take yours. And it's one of those things where I, I was so fixated on these certain countries. And in my life growing up, I never thought Korea. I didn't even know where Korea was on the map. I had to Google it before I came out, before I came out here. It's like underneath Asia, underneath China, right? Yeah, underneath, right under it's, North Korea. It's like course, a, right, right, right. right no. under, but it's like a peninsula. It is. It's like Japan's an island and then like Korea's hanging off of Word. the peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. But so, I mean, I didn't um, know Seoul was near Korea. You're teaching me too. Well, Seoul's right, right under North Korea. Right under, okay. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and I know it's kind of weird, like North Korea, because that's what everyone does. Like North Korea, isn't it dangerous? Yeah, but people from here act like North Korea is like as far as America. It's really like equal. <laughs> it's really like it's not there they're mm-hmm. not concerned with it oh word it's like about our normal life i was thinking like we're both like kind of the same kind of <laughs> like we got the, we got our issues y'all got y'all issues out there like i feel like i don't know well it kind of is like that too a little yeah. bit we're gonna crack into that like um just kind of i'll let you I, let me do my sorry. thing me and you, uh, we go back so well. It just feels like a conversation. <laughs> Same. I almost forgot, too. It's all good. You ain't the right. only one. <laughs> back to the script. Um, <laughs> yo, right. this is your girl, DJ Two Keys, a.k.a. Kiki on the beat, man. I got my homegirl, Kramer, the fabulous artist from overseas. Not from overseas. She's living overseas. Were you raised and born in Las Vegas? No. Oh, where, where were you was, born? Um, LA, born up in LA. That's oh. where all my family is. And, you know, just for a better life, our parents moved us to Vegas. Word up. And I'm grateful for the Vegas because Vegas was so less saturated. Now it's becoming saturated. Oh, yeah. But when we were coming up, it was like not a lot of black families, not a lot of competition. You can get the resources faster. <laughs> so you said competition, Vegas, though. I mean, I mean. <laughs> You know, it's not like Texas or Chicago or, yeah, or yeah. L.A. where it's just so hard to eat. Yeah. It's so hard to get a meal. And they just kind of made it like you can have a house. Yeah, yeah. You, easily. You can wear red and go to school. Like. Word. <laughs> I feel you. Thanks for elaborating on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So Vegas was like a safe zone for us. And actually, um, when I get back, L.A. is going to be home. Oh, I miss L.A. Yes. I was wondering. I was hoping you was going to come back to America. Sheesh. Yeah. What was your yeah. family like when you told them your decision? Like your sister. I know she was tripping. Nah. I- sister was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, and then I have family that's like all thumbs up. Go live your life. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, some of my family members are just so disclosed. Like my grandma, she's from Watts. Like born and raised in the hood. Okay. She, OG, she triple OG. From the generation before Compton was Compton. Before Compton was a suburb when she was coming up. Oh, word. So she remembers the first gentrification of LA. Dang. And so, like, can we can we call her? No, I'm just playing. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> but we got to start getting interviews from these older people yes. who really remember. Yes. That, and that's. That's another topic, but uh, she's just like, no, she don't believe in going out the country. She don't believe in none of that. <laughs> just like, grandma. I'll send you something in the mail. But you can't, you can't take a train, take a bus, take a plane overseas, but they want, a lot of them want me back. And a lot of them are proud of me. Yeah, so I'm proud of you. Heck yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> what? Inspirational. I can't say it enough. Um, it's hard though. It's yeah. It's a reason you have your days where you're like, this is why people don't pack up and leave. Like, <laughs> you ever be following your dreams and you're just like, this is why people don't follow their dreams. Yeah, like, this yeah. is why people just get stuck in jobs or in things that they just don't want to do because you're at constant resistance. Mm-hmm. And Nipsey Hustle, he said, when you're following your dreams, it's like carrying weight uphill. And yeah. you got people throwing fruit at you. Yeah. And, yeah. and while you got the option to just walk on the sidewalk and be normal, but you desire to be at the top of this mountain. So you're going to have to fight for it. Word up. And every day's not that type of fight, but you have your days where you're just like, oh, I moved across the world. <laughs> <laughs> across the world, Craig. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just little things like anything that will annoy you in America, the DMV or any little thing, it's just like, oh, now I got to do it in a foreign country. Yeah. <laughs> How fast so did you learn the language? You know, I, I haven't learned. Oh, Korean. So Korea has actually, they have the most words in every language. In, in so, a whole <laughs> in every language. Hebrew, they have the most words. So sometimes like, pass me this. It, you can say, pass me this. You can say that in English for a backpack, for a clock, for a pencil, mm-hmm. but have certain things for objects. So, so their verbs are their verbs, their dialect, their good morning, it's all categorized and you got like 20 ways. Oof. So it's, it's such a deep, dense 
language, it takes years and years and years of practice. I was but like, I have some adapted to tongue a little bit. Okay. It didn't take me very long. I got my book. I yeah, we I was like, because you sent you sent my uh, you hey, I seen you wrote in their language when you sent my portrait in the mail. I was like, does, does she know? She knows some uh, hey, oh, yeah, 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 what, what I, what's I their dialect? Going anywhere, um, hungry. How do you, what? H <laughs> a n g u l, but their hunger. l sound like R's, so it sound like hunger. I ain't even gonna try to repeat that, but for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like hundred, like I, just, <laughs> I don't believe in going anywhere and being ignorant Mm-mm. and not being able to not know how to read. Right. I refuse to not know how to read. Like it's my God given right. My yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, like, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna learn how to read, mm-hmm. even if the symbols. Like I, that was my first to do. Like even if I don't understand it, I'm gonna learn how to pronounce it just in case. Yeah, know? dang, I feel that. Kudos to you again. <laughs> what What do you consider your art style to be? My art style, I consider it to be um, surrealism. I'm stepping into a lot of neo-surrealism right now. And my next projects that I got going on, it's really like depicting our reality. Mm -hmm. And just like, how can I, I've always been to imagination and like trippy vibes. Oh, yeah. How can I warp what I see and make a statement, but also bring in this illusion and try to bring into like the... The question of it all, and I think surrealism does perfectly with that. that is so so I, I want to say, like, abstract surrealism, yeah, and then I go with flow. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to define myself too early, but I know that's the way of art you have to, but. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I like that you use a lot of colors. I love that you use, like, a lot of black people. I like, I just like everything that you do. And the fact that you can just go on your Instagram and you got the whole, your whole Instagram thing is like a portrait. Like, like that stuff, that's so tight when I see that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she just posting an elbow. I'm going to need to go to her page and see what she posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like you kind of want to get on it and jump on it. And I appreciate all the little love that I get, man. I, I love all the people me love mm. and I think that's what it is as an artist like the intimacy of it because I'm not this huge famous artist where people just oh I know Basquiat like yeah it's more of those things where people who follow me and really like me like me yeah, so yeah. I really get the intimacy of it so yeah it's dope. that's how it is with my radio show like people that listen they really listen because they like yeah, me they yeah, know yeah. me and it, it just it literally pumps me up even more I want to get back to you, though. What's a typical day like for you? Like, you say you do art every day. That's dope. So what you do? Like, wake up in the morning, drink some tea, pet your dog, and then get to work? <laughs> or is your studio uh, in your house? Or do you have to leave the house? No, I, I made my own studio. Oh. I made I created it. It's yeah. right here. I, I have a huge window. Let me show you. That is so dope. So she about to show me her studio. Her. Oh, look at the view. Oh. The view is dope. Yeah. So oh, that's so dope. Sometimes uh, before the summer, I will wake up before the sunrise. Got my motivational quotes. Love Here's it. where I paint practice. Nice. But um, I, I, I wake up. My routine, literally, if you want to know the detail, I wake up. I try to get a prayer in. Always give thanks to Christ. I read the scripture. I, I set the tone for my day. I have affirmations. Amen. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be positive. Mm-hmm. I speak into the atmosphere. And I try to get rid of all toxic negative energy. And that's here or that's going to be. And then I um, definitely get into the paint. I try to do like three hours a day. I, I read <clears throat> somewhere you need to do one hour a day of creating. Okay. But um, I study. study my Korean. Study a little bit. And then um, I start work later in the day so i start work at 1 p.m that was like yeah because it's a.m right now for you yeah a.m right, <laughs> yeah, right now for me but i'm an early bird so i get the, i pretty much get a full day before i go to work wow that's which so is dope. korean life korea life is you stay out till 4 a.m and you wake up at 10 11 and Anyway, but um, (laughs) by the time I get to work, work is chill, honestly. Work is so chill. I get to work. I chill. I prep. And then I teach teach some classes. And then after that, I'm free to do my thing. You teach painting? 
No, I teach English. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember. I teach that's weird. And that's fun in itself. Like, <laughs> that is so much fun. Um, it's just cool. It's just, it's just one of those things that every little thing, you can't explain it, but you learn the kids change you and you're changing by every moment. Mm-hmm. But um, after work, I'm free to do me. Sometimes I go out to eat because living in a foreign country, you want to try as much food as you can. Of course. Um, <laughs> But I get home, I walk my dog, and I work out, and then I kind of just, like, do my thing. Coffee is definitely my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what your eating uh, habits like? My eating habits, I went from vegetarian to vegan to um, back to pescatarian to eating fried chicken to uh, <laughs> only, wait, only eating poultry now. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> once I got to Korea, Koreans love their meat. Yeah, pork, 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 pork. I know this. Lamb, lamb, lamb. <laughs> so I don't, I don't get down with the pork. I just can't. Uh-uh. I just, I don't know why. I tried again, and I just, I just didn't feel good about it. But um, I do eat my lamb. I do eat spicy um, noodles, sundubu, kimchi. I eat all of it. Yeah, I yeah. Like Dang, that's yeah. that's real. The kimchi I haven't but had, I, but I know it's good for you. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, they believe in what you eat is your health. Yeah, and health is wealth. Your health is what you eat. So that's kind of like they're saying they have it in Korean. But um, that's yeah, I try to do all veggie based, though. I try to keep it healthy. I try to stay away from that the processed foods and the, the mm-hmm. We have no to. I feel like I as people, we have to do better, like in that whole sense. Like, and I'm trying to, we are literally like the same. Like I'm just eating poultry. Now I'm, I'm trying to be pescatarian. I'm literally on the same kick of being plant-based, um, dairy free. And sometimes I eat chicken, but I'm mainly pescatarian. (laughs) And, um, it's, I feel better every day. You feel better. Mm -hmm. And then you're just, you just kind of hit a point where you realize you're not missing out on anything and mm-hmm. that's why I kind of took the labels off of it because a vegetarian and the, right. I know vegans that drink beer and eat french fries right. you know and cool. it, <laughs> you gotta you have to really tap into why you're doing it mm-hmm. and feeling good and aside from the label mm-hmm. that you feel, feel so good about so I just say I'm plant based I try to keep it yeah. try to eat my broccolis and my chickpeas and yeah, my yeah. you know I just I love try it. to do me same so, girl same so, um, <laughs> how long were you aware of COVID nineteen? You said something about January in South Korea. Y'all knew about it since January. People been knowing about COVID since December since of December of twenty nineteen, and then little old America. Well, I'm pretty sure people in you know Washington D.C. knew about it, but everybody else in America didn't really catch on until March, and that's the scary part the of masses, it. The masses didn't really catch on. And not only, like, I think you don't have to care about anything until it hits your backyard, mm-hmm. and especially with America, because yep. it's just a strong bubble that we could see thousands of people dying in America on TV, and it really doesn't hit until it's like, oh, my God, it's, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, now it's like, hope it's a big deal, and that's kind of how it's funny having this pandemic out of my country, because I see so much of Americans style and mindset and way it's yeah. like in wow, your country this is how we really look <laughs> <laughs> how we are <laughs> dang yeah no is do you think it's getting better or worse or is just the same because since january dang that's a long time so you've been in quarantine since january well see this is what happened it broke out and it was like scary and then they had rules to it uh-huh. like only open it Young people can't get it. Right, right. And then so we're trying to go about our normal lives and they shut it down and was like, okay, people are dying from this. We, and then this was like February. Mm-hmm. We need to serious. So then we went offline. I mean, we went online with teaching. We're like, yeah. where you stay at home and you teach online. Yeah. So that was cool. And then they felt like Korea is so dope. <laughs> Korea has um, handled this pandemic amazingly, clearly off the charts. They've made world news for how they've done their testing. Mm. And it, it all has to do with innovation, technology, and equality. Hey, equality. Say it. Equality. It's how, it's how you get 
into the hospitals, it's how you get tested, and also it's how you innovate. So basically, which I don't really agree with right now, they're opening everything up. And then nothing really shut down in Korea. Mm. That's what it seemed like out here, like in Nevada. Just like, okay, just like the unnecessary stuff, like the club kind of had to shut down and the churches. Mm -hmm. But now that they're reopening, people did see a second wave. It's a second wave hitting. Mm. And, but the technology that they have is like, you go a place, you scan who you are on your phone, Mm -hmm. just in case the outbreak happens, your phone tracks everywhere you went. So they have it like a device where if an outbreak happens over here, we've already tracked all these people and we know exactly their footprint. Oh, damn. So now, now we could track it accordingly instead of just being like, we need to test everybody. Oh yeah. My God. yeah. It's like we, they test sufficiently and effectively wow. and they nip it in the butt. Yeah. So it's almost like nobody's walking around with COVID not knowing. No one's walking around with AIDS. Imagine if, Imagine if the U.S. had AIDS on the track, where it's like anybody who sleeps and we track down everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's not like um, it's not like America where you have freedom of speech. I'm not going to wear my mask today. It's very, it's not communistic, but the culture is very communist. Like everyone just mm. falls in line with oh. it's collective. Yeah. So you don't have a lot of people. Not I don't have to wear my. I don't have to wear the yeah, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Everyone just. In line. With the okay. This is what we're going to do as a whole. It's not no how I'm feeling today. I feel like that's how it is in countries that have actual, like, culture behind, you know, their whole thing. Like, it's more unified in places where there's actually a culture, like a traditional type of sense in a country. Everybody, like, works better together, it seems like. Uh, in the U.S., everybody's different. Everybody's mixed. Everybody, we don't really have that defined. Like, we have a nationality, American, but it's like we we kind of stand out on the 4th of July and stuff like that. Like, that's when we come together. But it seems like where you at, like, we everybody falls in line because it's like that's their, that's their culture. That's like... That's it's a vibe. It's a way different vibe. It's a, it's a completely different vibe. And I've had my culture shock moments where it just sucks. And I just because they don't understand the individual mentality. And you're you're saying it's a culture, but you Americans have a culture. Americans have a culture of everything is about that one American. Right, right. That's the culture. Mm. The culture is me. The culture is me, 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 me. All separate elbows out. That's right. the culture of America. But the culture here is lock arms. Yeah. And, and especially, I know I'm jumping ahead of myself, but especially with um, seeing how black people are treated in America and and how much unity is out here. Mm-hmm. So when, when I first touched down out here, um, it was like when Nipsey Hussle had passed away. Dang. And I was just thinking about, I was thinking about how someone could get shot in front of their own business. And whether you be an enemy, whether it be wars against people in Korea, it don't matter your enemy. It don't matter if you don't like that person. You would never do that. Right. They would never do that. It's almost like not liking someone, but sitting on them. It's like I would never sit on somebody because it's a reflection of who I am. Like, I just right. wouldn't do that. Right. Even if you my work, I just, it's not something I would do. Word. And I was here killing another Korean man just for no, just for shed blood, just in front of his business. Never would happen, yeah. Because it's such a unity, it's yeah. such a collective yeah. mentality, it's such an ownership mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a like we buy Samsung, we buy Korean, we we talk Korean, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Honor Korean, yeah, yeah. We marry Korean. It's very like it's changing my mind, and it's even before the whole movement has happened. It's woke. It's been awakening me on a new level of what it means to be united. Yes, and I just engraved in them but contrary to that mm-hmm. sometimes man like when you go out to eat when me and you go out to eat and if you were to order spaghetti mm-hmm. i'm like me too i want the spaghetti too uh-huh. and then we go shopping and you get the hat and i get the same hat that would get on your nerves right it, after, it, after after a while, while. it wouldn't it wouldn't feel right but to them out here it's right. 
that I duality. <laughs> and so, and so, with me being like, you got the red, I'm gonna get the green. Oh, you, you order pizza, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get, get the chicken. Get, yeah, yeah. It's like, why? Why are you always trying to be different? It's like that same annoyance. <laughs> they feel that with my culture, like that same annoyance you will feel mm-hmm. is the same annoyance they get with me. Mm. Oh wow! It's like because I'm always contrary and yeah. I'm always different, and they don't like that. It's like why Dang. can't you be collective? It's good and, and bad. It's ingrained in them just to be collective. And I'm, yeah. sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> man. One kid in the classroom can have an opinion and everyone just. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> collective. Huh. It's the up in the collective society. Huh. And it's definitely, I think, I think every black person should experience a collective society, mm-hmm. especially with what we've been through in America, just so we can see the power of unity. That's what I feel and like. And I'm not, I'm bragging on Koreans right now, but they've come out of extreme poverty, extreme, not having anything to eat in the 1960s. And now they're one of the wealthiest countries in the world because of how they lock arms and how they work. See, that's what's up. See, I'm learning a lot. And I definitely feel every vibe you put out, especially just meaning black people need to experience that same culture because we can learn something from it. It can rub off on us. It can make us want to, you know, be that for our own culture. And that's what's up. Yeah, but it has to be collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. In, it's an ingrained mindset with the whole people. It's like you take self out of it and you put the whole being into it. It's, it's dope. It's really cool. That's what's up. That's that one love. That's what, I one That's what I'm all about. And then and sometimes when I'm walking down the street, you can have coffee, 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 and they all in the same pub. And when I first got here, I'd be like, why the hell will they put five coffee shops in the same area? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and the same thing with, with anything you think about, pizza, dishes, noodles, they'll all be together. And I'm like, it makes no sense in my mind. Like, in my mind, it's like, let's split up. It's yeah. almost like the dope dealer thing. Why would y'all all be on the same block? block yes. Y'all need to, this is my block. Yeah, this, like, yeah, yeah. Over there. <laughs> right? But I read something in psychology, and it's like, if you see one coffee shop, you ask yourself, do you want coffee? If you see five coffee shops, you ask yourself, which coffee shop you want to go to? So you've already spent your money if you see five. Oh, wow. So, so it just, it draws you in to build people and i i mean they have their their dark side of it too but just knowing that it's like wow you you stick arms you like arms nobody loses when we all stick together we all do music we all do art we all do uh, therapy yoga we all we all do business let's lock arms and that's kind of what's showing me like don't be afraid to lose we can't lose if we together right man i wish i could (laughs) keep touching on that topic um, I know, I know. That's, <laughs> that's oh dope. I'm gonna have to uh, make you my uh, unofficial co-host. <laughs> just oh, call you uh, up and we'll just talk. <laughs> um, but I know. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, so I know you've seen the global civil rights protests happening in America. Um, did you witness firsthand any in South Korea? Like, were you there at any, or were there any pr- protests at all? You know, I haven't, I'm not in tune enough with okay. what's going on. Kinda, I'm going to be honest. The black movement of just seeing black men murdered on my phone, it's been traumatizing for me. Oh, I and I need, a, I need a mental um, detox. Mm-hmm. As for my mental health, for my emotional health, it gets to me. It's like I've come to senses with myself where I shouldn't have to see black men murdered. I haven't even seen dogs murdered as much if someone shot a poodle in front of me i'll be traumatized dude me too (laughs) and so the fact that i have to see black men from the from the beginning of them walking and driving and healthy or jogging into the to the end of them being murdered cold and you see their blood and then now i see their mom crying and i see their funeral Mm -hmm. and i get to see all of this on the weekly yeah I don't even see deer or birds get shot this much. No. I'm traumatized. Like, I need to detox. And so, for me, I just I just think it was overwhelming. Yeah. And I actually feel like I've been blessed to be in Korea mm-hmm. because I, I give honor to all the soldiers that went out there in March because, like, really, it was yeah. too heavy for my heart. Word. Like, I maybe emotional as an artist. It was just like, I just can't cope with this That's right really now. Sometimes I can't it's even so put heavy. words. 
I I feel you. Sometimes I'm just like, this is so heavy. I'm numb to it. I can't even put words to it. And I'd rather share other people's opinions, valid opinions, you know, credible opinions, um, yeah. rather than share my own because I just can't. Like with you and art, yeah. I feel like you can just put it on a canvas, you know what I'm saying? But like, And I've been trying to just like release it. But as far as, you know, like you're really getting involved out here mm-hmm. with, Oh, let's go march. I just haven't. And they do have a black people in Korea movement on Facebook. And I haven't really tapped in much, but um, media is very powerful. Media, America's media is a doghouse. Yeah, it just seems like it's it always it's, puts out what it wants people to, you know, react to. Like, it's just, oh, I don't, that's a America's whole other topic. Media, the world but i'm gonna bring it back to black lives matter yeah so as as you guys are marching and as you guys are doing this and making this noise it's shaking the world to say is this really happening is america not what we thought it was because this is this is the conversations with people that i was having when the pandemic broke out oh my god america has the worst covid cases right now and i'm like yes not it's not the best you know they doing what they can do and people will be like but it's america it's the best yeah how are they going through this right people, the media really think everyone in america is living like friends and living like high school musical yeah people out here can't fathom getting shot living in poverty that's in crazy. america that's crazy so the whole pandemic shifted people's perceptions and they couldn't even believe that america was in this turmoil with covid and then you get this turmoil with Black Lives Matter, and they just feel mind blown. Dang. They feel like it's not the real America that they know. Dang. So, yeah. And so you guys, at first, I'm going to be honest, I didn't believe in protests. But I feel like black people have passed that. It's time to go to war. Yeah. We, we, I'm not making no more signs. <laughs> it's like, Good. I didn't believe in it until I was overseas and I saw the noise being made. Yeah. And then you got Iran and you got Hong Kong. Yeah, you got Germany. Uh, you got Germany all saying, we're watching. Mm-hmm. You got Yemen saying, we're watching. Mm-hmm. You got all these people in all these opening phones and saying, wow, this happened in America. Yeah. We're watching. And so the fact that people are locking arms and being like, wow, this is not cool, America. And now it's holding, the world is holding America accountable. Right. I love it. I love how you're putting it. Their people. Mm-hmm. Dude, and I'm, it's like, no, y'all all, you, America want to come over here and tell us what we doing in Hong Kong. What y'all doing over there? Mm-hmm. Open your closet up. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you guys are like, help us. It's almost like you guys are sinking in a boat and you guys got the SOS. Man. And the rest of the world is like, is that, is that somebody drowning? Right. Is that What's true? Is that, is that the Titanic? And so I, I say keep making noise. Word. Keep getting out there. Preach. Making noise. Preach. Preach. Because people are... People are being woke and people are being woke in America. Yeah. People being woke all over the world. They can't believe it. So, I mean, I've met woke South Koreans that have been in America and have said I've experienced racism. Huh. I had one dude I was kicking it with. He was like, this one white lady told me to go back home. Um, she cussed him out old, you know, yeah. and he, he was just like for the first time. I felt that discrimination Damn. and I felt that pain and I felt that unwanted. Damn. And then he said, I felt that fear of if I were to raise my voice at her or if I were to get an altercation with her, I could get killed. Mm-hmm. I could get sent back. Locked up. He's mm-hmm. like, I, had, I could get locked up. He's like, I had no, no um, support, mm-hmm. no help. And as black people, you know how we feel driving. Yeah. Someone kills me. They'll, they'll hashtag my name for two weeks and I'll be done. <sighs> That's it. We have no... What, what's going to happen? My mama can't fight the Congress system. Yeah, man. With her, with her job and her salary. We can't do that. So we feel helpless. We feel hopeless as people. And he was expressing to me how he felt and how Black Lives Matter really matters. And he was like going in. He was going in so tough. <laughs> so I think it was just God's way of telling me like, don't worry. People see y'all. Change is happening. Because sometimes as people, we feel like nothing's going to change. But... Mm. Change is happening right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're it. in the radical revolution yeah, right yeah. now. You yeah, gotta yeah. just keep going. It revolution, right? evolution, all that. We're all evolving. Mm-hmm. I think it's bigger than the sixties. It's way bigger. Oh, of course. Now. Of course, all these uh, 1999 babies is 21 now. <laughs> everybody kind of got some sense, and you know, everybody got a smartphone. Everybody, 
actually are going out for real like degrees. People are going to college. People are like people are trying to overthrow systems and it's time. Like like I got a couple friends running for, you know, office positions in Vegas. Like wow, it's just it's so time. inspiring. Shout out to Cortland Hill, man. I really hope you get it, yo. Um, but let's get back to this uh anti blackness <laughs> before it's time for me to go because it's I'm I'm taking a little bit too much time right now. Okay, um, okay, okay. Have you personally dealt with um racism in South Korea? Personally, no. Really? Personally, I'm going to be honest, South Koreans, because it's collective and because they care so much about other people's opinions, Mm -hmm. you are going to fall into discrimination. Like, I'm going to be honest, they told me not to wear Jordans at my job. Okay, so little stuff like that. I can't wear shoes because everyone wears sneakers. And they're just like, we just don't like how those shoes look on you. But, yeah, so I guess that's the kind of tiny bits of racism that you feel like okay like just keeping an image saving face they call it Hmm. but um honestly all my big racist experiences have been in america i i haven't felt the level of racism out here that i felt in america and you've been out there for how many years too i'm going on one and a half right now to be on one and a half yeah so that's amazing that's that's a mental break in itself that's that's a blessing yeah, people staring at you is not racist. They, it's it's a it's a homogenous country. So you come from a place where you can see everything in anybody mm-hmm. in all kinds of languages. You can walk down Vegas and hear all kinds of languages. Mm-hmm. Out here, they only hear Korean. They only see Korean. So someone staring at you as a black person is not racist. But as a white person, it's just they're curious. That right. has nothing to do with racism. I don't think that that's everything with underexposure. But yeah. racism is systematic and when it's evil and it's a hatred behind it mm-hmm. and I think that's where America suffers it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's a big misunderstanding I haven't I haven't experienced racism well that's too bad that, that's what's up <laughs> a little bit of discrimination but ain't ain't nothing yeah, escalate yeah, yeah. so let's get back to you what's what's next for Kramer I, I heard you got some stuff in the works when's that dropping <laughs> okay so um, I have some big pieces that I'm I'm doing and um, that's going to be dropping this year but also I'm going to work on this project just just because as an artist I have to reflect the times that's going on yeah, I, yeah. I can sit back and, and you know paint Cheetos and things <laughs> that don't matter I actually have to get involved and do what I can do so right now I'm working on a project it's called um, the memorials of our forgotten soldiers and loved ones Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get these murals out and I'm going to get flowers. I'm going to paint big, beautiful flowers. But in the corner, I'm going to have our lost soldiers. Like Trayvon Martin is a big known name, but a lot of those situations have happened to tons of black people in America Mm. that we don't even know about because Mm. they didn't get media. And we weren't even born. Like we there's, there's so many or, instances. No, or recently, though, yeah. in modern times, yeah. like this stuff is happening modernly. Um, Jamarion Robinson was at his girlfriend's house and got 59 bullets on accident. Uh, I don't want to hear that. That's crazy. Just wrong house. He was in college taking a break at his girlfriend's house. They just swapped busted into the wrong home, and his mom couldn't do nothing. No justice. No nothing. Just sorry. Wrong house. And he, he was just swept under the rug because all that was going on. And so I'm just trying to get those names out. And right. then the fact that people have smartphones, if they see this gorgeous mural of flowers, and then it's like in the corner, oh, really? Where They Google. Oh, my God. And it's almost like the contrary effect to what we see as black men. I know I'm getting long, but when you see a black man, the first thing you see is they put they put the hoodie on him. Yeah. And, oh, he's scary. He's unruly. He might be ghetto. He might be a baby daddy. He, you see all these negative things, and then we have to dig deeper to see the heart of black men. But I'm wanna, what I'm trying to do is show people the opposite. Show people these gorgeous flowers of how his mom saw him. Mm-hmm. And then you get to see the really unjust of America. So it's like this opposite effect of, no, nah, don't come at us like that. We're gorgeous. We're beautiful. Now look at your America a different way of how you see, you know, it's almost like an opposite 
approach no, to yeah. how, how they always wanted to pick the story. So I, I, I call it the mural project of just like throwing up murals all around cities and stuff. Love it. And you're going to start it. You're going to like go different places. Down. You're starting yeah. now. Ah, and you're going to go to different public. places. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. So I'm trying to go public. And then also I want the funds to go to Black Lives Matter to, um, I just want to do more and outreach. Maybe know your rights camp because Kaepernick, he was holding it right. down. He's been holding he's it down. Been and holding it down. For any man to lose a job like that, a lot of people ain't gonna risk the type of money Kaepernick was making. Yeah, it shows you where he was at before all this stuff happened. It's just like that's that's what we gotta be. Mm-hmm. We gotta be on a sacrificial level mm-hmm. where, where where we're not so fixated on this dollar they got before. Imagine if Martin Luther King was fixated on his Cadillac and his salary. <laughs> it, it, we wouldn't have been. He, he'd he got to sacrifice. He'd have been a rapper. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? It's like, come on, we gotta make some real sacrifices. Yeah. So I, I honor him. I mean, I, and I want to do my research on who I can reach out to. There's tons of organizations and yeah, foundations. Absolutely. And help for black people. It's really important for me. That's what's up. So, yeah. Dang. That's what's <laughs> up, man. I'm, I'm so happy I got to touch bases with you face to face, get you on air, spread the word about just what it is to be black in general on top of just sharing your story um thank you to my good friend and artist crystal aka crema for taking time to catch up with me support black-owned businesses y'all like hers for real check out her website www.crema and that's spelled k-r-h-e-m-a.com and her instagram at live now crema literally spelled the same way i just pronounced it to peep her skills just check our instagram Cop some canvas art, yo. For real. Get get something buy made. Art. Buy art. Yeah. Buy art. Get it's some, important to buy art. Buy black art, pretty much. Let's add that to the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey, I like it. You thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You you got any shout outs you want to give for we do do what do what we do? <laughs> I mean, I would love to just give a shout out back to you, man, because your your radio show is so dope. Thank like you. you with the music, and I, I listen to it. I'm just like, this is a good show. Like the whole playlist, the whole everything. And I know people who already listen know you're dope. That's why they listen. But um, no, I mean, there's a lot of big things happening. I'm just shouting out to the call. Shout out to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Shout out to anybody who can get positive in these times. Yeah. Stay up. Stay up, everybody. Yeah. Stay beautiful. Thank you so much, yeah. Crystal. Yo, this ain't going to be the last time we FaceTime. I'm going to make sure that. I hope not. We got to catch up. We got to do lunch or something. For sure. Bounce ideas. We're going to, man, we're going to take over the world. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back soon. For sure. All right, girl. Love you. Love you too. You stay good. Stay safe. All right. Peace.